0: On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said to the law, When the parents brought the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She'd lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was eighty-four. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Wonderful. We're going to play a very quick game of guess who uh, as we begin this morning. I wonder if we could put the first picture up on the screen. I wonder if you know who this is. Have a quick conversation at home if you know. Wonderful. Let's see the next picture. So that is our queen. That's right. It's our queen. Okay. What about this person? Who's this? Who do you think that is, I wonder? Very cute baby indeed. That is our very own associate vicar, Neil Smart. There we go. What about the next one? Let's see the next one. Who's this? Any ideas about who that is? Scruffy hair, that might give you a clue. That is our prime minister, Boris Johnson, that's right. And then the last one, who's this cute baby coming up? Any of you who knew my children very little well know that this is in fact me. There we go. Now, why have I suggested we play this game together? Well, Simeon and Anna recognised Jesus as a baby. That's quite hard to do at the best of times, even when we know uh, the family or the children or the adults involved. But the temple would have been very busy, and there would have been lots of babies going to have the same thing done that Jesus had done. How was it that they were able to recognise him? Well, the scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit was on Simeon. He had God with him. It was God who showed him who the baby was and who the baby would eventually be. Because of his relationship with God, Simeon was able to see God at work. Now, they were watching and they were waiting for Jesus to come. When I was ordained a few years ago, uh, there was a prayer prayed over me, uh, which is called the ordination prayer, the ordinal, as it is. There are a number of things in there which are fantastic phrases, things that we're called to do as vicars, but actually things that I think that the whole church of God is called to do. One of those things is we're called to watch for the signs of God's coming kingdom. As I say, I think this is something that we're all called to do as the body of Christ, As Simeon and Anna did in this point, they were watching for the signs of God coming in that Jesus. How important is it for us to do that? And how more important is it for us to do it this year, perhaps? When things feel a bit bleak, when things feel a bit difficult, to look daily for the signs of God at work amongst us. Think of the Alpha courses that we've been running around this nation, around the world. Alpha has always been a a course that has run in the building over a meal. I don't think Alpha ever intended for it to be online and yet thousands upon thousands of people have come to faith through doing Alpha online. I ran a course myself in the summer, half a dozen people came to it, all of them said they would never have come to an Alpha if it had been uh, in the building, they'd have never come to a building Alpha, they only came because it was online. The Lord is at work even amongst the difficulties that we find ourselves. But we find this in our own lives as well. A little while ago, it feels a very long time ago that we were able to go to a pub for a meal with a friend, but I do still just about remember going to uh, the last meal with a friend that I went to uh, in a pub. And as I went there, I realized the last time I'd been to that particular place was three years previously with the same person. And three years earlier, there was so much difference in that guy's life. God had been working so wonderfully in him over those three years. But over those three years, I hadn't really noticed because the changes had been gradual. It was only because I was able to take that moment and reflect over three years. We're to look for signs of God at work in our lives and in the lives of others around us. And to celebrate them, to thank God for them, to be people who are thankful. But I think this story teaches us something else, as well as to look for the signs of god 's kingdom, because sometimes we look for God, but we don 't see Him working as quickly as we would like to. I wonder if we could see the next slide what all of these people have got in common in common. sorry. there's uh, some people at a bus stop there. there's uh, obviously a pregnant lady. Uh, There's somebody that's uh, uh, not sleeping, it would seem, and a dog that sits by the door like my dog does most days with his lead. All of these people are waiting in one way or another for something. Simeon had been told that before he died, he would see the Messiah, he would see Jesus. But we're not told how long before that day he'd been told that. We assume it was quite a long while. He had to wait. I wonder how good you are at waiting yourselves. I wonder if you're at home with other people, you could just have a chat and just decide amongst you who's best at waiting and who's worst at waiting. If you're on your own, just have a think for a moment about how good you are at waiting. I'll give you just 20 seconds to think about that together. People in the building are very good at waiting. I've just asked around. They've got lo- nodding heads and, and, and thumbs up. We're all good at waiting here. I'm not good at waiting. I'm rubbish at waiting. In fact, I have a bit of a confession to make. It's okay to do, I think, uh, that I had in fact eaten most of the fudge from my Advent calendar before the end of Advent. I'm terribly sorry to you all for that. I'll hope you forgive me later. The world that we live in doesn't really encourage us to wait either. I could go and get my phone now, and I won't because that'd be rude, but I could go and get my phone now and order something on Amazon or on something else, and it would be delivered maybe this afternoon, certainly uh, tomorrow. That still amazes me that we can get things in a moment uh, in the world that we live in today. Now, I told a little bit of the story of my calling to ordination when I met with some of the small groups. Some of them I did, some of them I didn't. Uh, I actually felt uh, called to be a vicar a very, very long time ago. When I was three, I announced that I wanted to be a vicar. And my calling to be ordained and my, my calling as a Christian were very much inter, interwoven. Uh, When I was 17, I went to uh, a a diocesan BAP thing, some interviews, uh, where they decide whether or not I could be a vicar, and they said, uh, it was a very good idea, but go away and do something else first, Uh, go and do something else for a bit. So so I did, Uh, and I was then, a few years later, called back into being ordained in quite an extraordinary way. I'll tell that story another time. But I'm so certain that the Lord had worked so powerfully with his Holy, through his Holy Spirit over the calling that I had, particularly in that experience when I was in my early 20s, that I knew that God was calling me to be ordained. Uh, I then, as part of the process, had to go to some interviews. They weren't like the interviews here, which were lovely on the whole. Uh, This interview was a bit more like the second to last episode of The Apprentice, if you've ever watched that, um, with Claude uh, and his terrifying questions. They were horrible, but it didn't matter, because I knew in my heart that God had called me to be ordained. I knew this was the thing that God wanted me to do. And yet, they said, no, don't worry, They said, yes, eventually, I'm not here as an imposter, I promise. What happened over those next couple of years? If you remember, a moment ago, I said that my faith and my uh, my calling to ordination were really well interwoven. And what God did in those next two years was pull those two things apart so that I knew who I was as a child of God, separate to who I was as a vicar. That time of waiting was really, really hard and tough. If you ask Jess, my wife, she will confirm. It was really very painful at times. But God was working, I'm able to see now, so powerfully in that time. Times of waiting do lots of things for us. Of course, they increase our patience, but they can grow our relationship with God. They can also grow our trust in God. It's hard to trust God sometimes, particularly when we don't understand the reasons why what's happening. But they can grow our trust if we will let him. God will grow us in them. And times of waiting sometimes are really important as well. I remember when Jess was pregnant with both Jacob and with Ellie. I remember thinking, gosh, I wish it would hurry up. It would come along so that we could ha- meet them and get to know them and, and start to see them develop as people. On reflection, I wish I'd slept a little bit more in those times, but never mind, rather than waiting for them to come. But actually, both Jacob and Ellie had an awful lot of growing to do internally uh, before they were ready to come into the world. The day that they arrived was perfect in God's timing. And if we really think about it, we wouldn't want a baby to come along any sooner. We needed to be patient. We needed to grow in our trust of God. Simeon didn't know when he would see the Messiah. He just knew that at some point it would happen before he died. He was holding on to the promises of God. We don't know how he coped with those times. He was a righteous man, it says, and devout, so probably very well. But he held on to the promises of God. So I wonder what you're waiting for today. Maybe there's things you in your own life that you need to remember to hold on to. To the promises of God in to draw closer to him to trust him and to know his perfect timing in your life but in those seasons we can still do the other thing that Simeon and Anna were doing which is to watch and to wait to look for the signs of God's kingdom amongst us and to celebrate them when we see them As the band come back to lead us in our final song, I wonder if you would pray with me. Lord God, we thank you so much for this story of Simeon and Anna. We thank you for their faithfulness. We thank you for what it teaches us about waiting and watching for you and about trusting in you and your perfect timing. Lord, in this moment, we just offer to you all of the things that we're concerned about, we're waiting for all of the things that we wish would come sooner. We offer them to you and we say that we trust you and we know you. Lord, in this season, where all of us are waiting for something, if only for the vaccination to start working, would you help us to be people who aren't focused too heavily on the end goal, but look to the the time we're in Look around us to see you at work in this season, in us and in the lives of those around us. To look for your kingdom amongst us and to know your powerful work amongst us. Lord, we look to you. You're where our hope and our help comes from. Help us to know you and your power at work in our lives, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen.